The Trinity Center for Spiritual Living appreciates your selecting our podcast service as a part of your spiritual journey. The TCSL podcast has over 1,000 downloads a month worldwide by individuals just like you seeking to expand their spiritual magnificence. To express your gratitude and donate for the good you hear and the growth you experience from our lesson, visit our website at trinitycenteratlanta.org forward slash donate. As you donate, affirm, my offering affirms my commitment and my willingness to be an inlet and an outlet for the abundant good and energy of Divine Spirit. Please enjoy the latest podcast from the Trinity Center for Spiritual Living. This morning's service with a perfect prayer that you're going to find in the Science of Mind textbook. It's not mine, it's not an original. It was written by Dr. Ernest Holmes in the fourth chapter of the textbook called How to Use It. And as I speak these words of prayer, I'm going to ask Dan or Brian to just dim the house lights for a moment. And you're invited to close your eyes and accept these words as your own. And just feel them. And here's what Dr. Dr. Holmes affirmative prayer. I am the center of divine mind. I am a point of consciousness like truth and action. My affairs are divinely guided and guarded into right action, into correct results. Everything I do, say, or think is stimulated by the truth. The power is in this word that I speak because it is of the truth. And it is the truth. There is perfect and continuous right action in my life, in my affairs. All belief in wrong action is dispelled and made void. Right action alone has power and right action is power and power is God, the living spirit almighty. This spirit animates everything I do, say, or think. Ideas come to me daily and those ideas are divine ideas. They direct me and sustain me without effort. I am continuously directed. I am compelled to do the right thing at the right time, to say the right word at the right time, to follow the right course at all times. All suggestion of age, poverty, limitation, or unhappiness is uprooted from my mind and cannot gain entrance into my thought. I am happy, well, and filled perfect life. I live in the spirit of truth and am conscious that the spirit of truth lives in me. My word is the law unto its own manifestation and will bring to or cause me to be brought to its fulfillment. There is no unbelief, no doubt, no uncertainty. I know and I know that I know that every thought of doubt vanish from my mind and know that the truth and the truth may make me free. I am grateful for this consistent revelation and realization of this truth as my journey. And so it is. Thank you, Mr. Colonel Thank you, Sarah Alexander. Aren't they awesome?
divine mind, not like spirit, big sweetie, this limitless, infinite source of permeating creative energy that we know as God, does not, does not demonstrate or reflect within an individual's journey based on how nicely someone asks, how profusely someone begs or barters, or even <coughs> words or phrases spoken in any particular order are recited from memory, regardless of if the recited words are spoken in eloquence or not. This divine intelligent energy demonstrates and reflects in mirrored accordance with the individual's belief and faith as their consciousness, their energetic being as being the inlet and the outlet for the eternal good of God. So let us be clear. This is not only an unwavering faith and belief in the power of God. It is also the congruent, unwavering and belief of and as God. So if we were to ask anyone in this room, or just about anyone the world over, do you believe in the power of God to heal, bless, and to prosper? Of course, everyone is going to say absolutely. Absolutely. Yet, for those beyond, well, you know, maybe not everyone, for those beyond these walls, some might say well sometimes. Most, not all. You know, the, the ones that are saying sometimes, those are the ones we want to recognize that are struggling with their own spiritual evolution. Politicians most of them. <laughs> and if we were to ask those who answered yes, of course, absolutely, I believe in the power of God to heal, bless, and to prosper. If we were to follow up to that, that, that question with, well then, do you believe in your innate ability to invoke this power of God to heal, to bless, and to prosper your own life, the lives of others? we feel their answers may be similar. No. Not all the time. Sometimes, it depends on if the plants are in perfect alignment and whether or not I'm having a good hair. If I want. <laughs> you want the power of your word to demonstrate as your experience. You want to witness your visualization as the actualization within your journey. You want to feel and knowing from within, from coming out of the energetic core level of your being, that all is unfolding within an azure journey in perfect alignment with the boundless source of God, then your faith and belief of God must equal your faith and belief in God. The affirmative prayer from Holmes is an awesome first step in how to use the spiritual principles of the universe, as it is an affirmative prayer in knowing, affirming yourself, for yourself, as the inlet and the outlet of the energy of the divine. Individuals do not know themselves as an individualization of spirit because they were taught to believe in a God that is an individual, far away and separated from what some think is the lowly human race, as opposed to what we know God to be, a permeating, intelligent, conscious energy individualized within everyone and everything 
fully present in and aware of all of life. You have, just like you are, you have all the creative power and energy of the universe to heal, to create, to bless, and to prosper all you choose. To live this truth, maintain an awareness of this truth by maintaining an unwavering faith and belief in who you are. Who you are. You are not here to get anything. You are not here to beg and learn from, from, from someone from far away. You are here to reveal the presence of God you have come to this journey to be. And you do that by remembering to know that you came here with all the power, all the energy, all the wisdom that you needed when you got here. And somewhere, somewhere along the way, somebody kept telling you, oh no, that power that you are doesn't really belong to you. It belongs to some old fuddy-duddy in the sky. <laughs> well, we got that. The call. How many of you, anybody here seen The Wizard of Oz? <laughs> Remember kind of the closing, I guess, next to the last scene or something. Dorothy and her trio of misfits that already been gone on their, their hero's journey and they had to get the Wicked Witch's brew. And the, the scarecrow and the lion and the, the ten men that they got what they wanted. But Dorothy said, you know, I just want to go home. And look, that, that was beyond the wizard's power. Right? And of course the wizard was what she put it all her faith and belief in the wizard. And the wizard was just a fable. It was just an image that the munchkins had built up over time. They forgot that the wizard was just the man behind the curtain. And then Glenda pops in, right? And Glenda says, you know, what seems to be the problem or something like and Dorothy says, I just want to go home. That's all I've ever wanted, was just to go home. And what did Glenda say? Glenda said, my Dorothy, you've had the power all along. And then she told Dorothy, and you wouldn't have believed me if I had told you that when you started the Yellow Brick Road. You had to go through some stuff to build up your faith and your belief in yourself. In yourself. Dorothy had to make that discovery for herself. You have this omnipotent, powerful good permeating your entire triune existence all along. Now you've known this in your heart for quite some time, and home, of course, is what? It's where the heart is. So we believe that you've already been on your hero's journey. You've already been on your hero's journey actually long enough to begin living this truth. So there are no more brooms you need to go and seal. There are no flying monkeys to avoid. And there's no mountain for you to climb. You know you've had this power all along. So for those who will, I invite you to click your heels three times together <laughs> and affirm there's no place like home. I was wondering if y'all were actually going to do that without two cards, and I'm so glad you did. I don't know if the mic picked it up or not. So, <laughs> so we have a great example for you this morning of 
creatively and constructively and consistently utilizing this powerful good, this limitless creative energy, to demonstrate something greater in your experience. And this is actually a true story, and it's a story about a, a single dad that appeared in the Atlanta Journal Constitution a number of years ago. And I'm going to read you the ad act as it was written. Single black female seeks male companionship, ethnicity unimportant. I'm a very good-looking girl who loves to play. I love long walks in the woods, riding in your pickup truck, hunting and camping and fishing trips, cozy winter nights lying by the fire. Candlelight dinners will have me eating out of the palm of your hand. Rub me in the white right way and watch me respond. I'll be at the front door when you get home from work, wearing only what nature gave me. Kiss me and I'm yours. Call 555. 15,000 men called in response to this one single dad. 15,000. And when they called, they found themselves talking to the Atlantic Humane Society about an eight week old black Labrador retriever. Now that's creativity. That's creating outside thoughts. That's tuning in and turning on and aligning with all that creative power of the universe to express something new. The Humane Society's act at the center of our parable harnesses the awareness, the awareness of all the power of the universe. And it harnesses that awareness out of a simple belief and faith that it can harness such power. You don't know till you try. What if the ad had never been taken out? Take a look at your affirmation card this week. It is an affirmation of mine, and it reads, I long for nothing, since I know as an individualization of the divine mind of God, I have the ability to create all things. I have the ability to create all things. To be the master creator for your journey, you have to affirm, know, and believe you are the master creator. Not just when it feels good. Not just when things are going our way. We must be prepared to look that discordant back head on and affirm a full knowing and faith. I long for nothing. Since I know as an individualization of the divine mind of God, I have the ability to create all things. To operate at this level of faith requires consistent practice and training. What are we practicing? We're practicing spiritual principle. What are we training? What are we training? We're training our energy. We're training our consciousness. We're training our repeated thought to begin repeating in a new and better way. That's what we're training. That analysis, that awareness gets lost sometimes in our teaching because we're so big on teaching classes and doing this. Oh my God. I gotta train. I gotta train. Eh, not really. Not really. All you're really doing is refocusing a new idea. 
You're refocusing your energy. You're redirecting your energy into a new man, into a new direction. If this, it requires us to be able to look far beyond any limited thresholds of what we consider the God to be and uproot them from our consciousness. And be aware that those are all race consciousness ideas that at one point may have served us very well. I'm not going to say they did. What I am going to say is at this point in the journey, something more needs to come forward. Something else needs to be in alignment with that evolution of sources and say, wait a minute, you are here for something more. You are not here to let or serve the example of this is how we pray to this far off being. You are here to affirm and know and be the living example. Napoleon Hill said, one of the most common causes of failure is the habit of quitting when one is overtaken by temporary defeat. Before success comes in any person's life, they are sure to meet with much temporary defeat and perhaps some failure. The power that signals success is the power of your mind. There are no limitations to the mind except those we acknowledge. Dreams come true when desire transforms into concrete action. Ask life for great gifts, and you encourage life to deliver them to you. Every adversity carries with it the seeds of greater benefit. What the mind can conceive and believe, it can achieve. So what is Hill saying? Hill is saying, you've had this power all along. That's really what he's saying. You've had this power all along, so now clip your heels together together and get on with it. The time for study and practice is over. The time for doing is now. You know, we, we, we just licensed yesterday, yesterday, folks that have been in training with me, God love, for over four years. That's a lot of Reverend Tony's. <laughs> Two hours extra every week. And when I, when I, by training, I mean they are now licensed practitioners. Licensed spiritual affirmative prayer practitioners. And one of the things that I got out of their final gig, the final thing they have to do after they kiss my ring and polish my shoes. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> is they have to sit before a panel of their peers. And a minister that's not me. So they're not getting away with anything. And be bombarded with questions. And some of these questions, well, they, they ain't easy. And one of the things that I got, because it can be a little nerve-wracking to know you're going to go speak to a panel with these folks, you're going to have say over whether or not you're approved or can move forward after four years of course. That can be a little nerve-wracking. And what I've been saying to the class all along was, you're ready. You got this. You're ready. Because I knew, I knew the stuff. I knew they could recite the words of prayer, the steps of prayer. I knew they could quote certain passages out of the textbook. I know all that. Any, any parent can do that. But when they got to the question, can you share with me 
a demonstration that you recently had where you invoke Christ. That's when I was a proud papa. Because it went from demonstrating love to demonstrating more money to demonstrating a promotion to demonstrating peace of mind and the loss of a loved one. And all they said to me <coughs> as they shared this over and over again, because yes, it's not customary for the minister to sit in the room, but I do. And as they shared it over and over and over again, the one thing that kept coming to mind is, well, of course they know principle. Of course they know what's in the text. Why? Because they've chosen to implement. They've chosen to say, this sounds good, so let me get out and practice it. Let me get out and begin retraining my energy so that it begins to unfold in a new way. And they all, all did one thing that was just phenomenal. They all looked beyond the current set of circumstances that faced them and knew something better. They all affirmed the power of presence working through them and had enough faith and enough belief in their ability to demonstrate as an individualization of source. Charles Allen said, why should you be content with so little? Why shouldn't you reach out for something big? And this is what happens when people are in this consciousness, this energy of having, having to beg for something far away. They think they only deserve a little, but the reality is they deserve it all. And by all, it means all that your consciousness can create, all that your consciousness can visualize, all that you're willing to affirm is your greater good. There is no limit to that. So why not reach out for something big? Why not affirm and treat for something big? Why not visualize for the best that life has to offer through you? I'll tell you why individuals accept less within their experience. Because they've accepted less of the fall in their consciousness. If I, don't, if I don't have to stretch, if I don't have to grow, then I won't be making way. I don't have to stress if I don't have to grow. Everybody's going to love me. Maybe. Maybe. But you have to decide. You, is your journey about not making waves? Or is your journey about taking the, making the waves so that others can enjoy the ride you're producing? Do I mean by Follow the boat? two ways to enjoy that ride. Paul said, one of the greatest difficulties in the new order of thought is that we are likely to indulge in too much theory and too little practice. I see this over and over again. I love to teach class and I'm envious that Rikisha is now getting to do the first, the, the, the foundation classes because there's a lot of discussion in that class. But at the end of the day, I trust Leticia to know that she's also going to tell these folks Let's not talk about it. Let's go out and do it. Let's not just talk about what homes wrote. Now let's go out and live what homes wrote. Because that is how you begin convincing yourself through your thought and your action that you are the individualization of source energy. And it doesn't really need to concern you 
with what other people are thinking about you or saying about you. Because those that think you're making waves, well, guess what? They're telling you, they're bringing to your attention you're making waves because they don't want you to rock their boat in. They don't want you to rock their boat. Maybe it's time to have their boat rock a little. Brian Tracy said, avoid negative people at all costs. They are the greatest destroyers of self-confidence and self-esteem. I would add to Mr. Tracy, negative people are the greatest destroyers to one's faith in their own spiritual ability. Negative people are negative towards others because if they focus their negative attention on others, they no longer have the time to focus their attention on themselves. And you know what? That's okay for them. That's okay for them. Let them be. God loves them. We cannot force our beliefs about the power of positive our power of positive attitude on others. The moment we attempt to do so is the moment we cease focusing our attention and energy on ourselves. And that, my friends, is not what we're here for. We're here to learn and lead by creative example, by being willing, just willing, to allow our example to be one of focusing, laser-like focus, the energy of our consciousness on ourselves. On ourselves, and expanding our divinity for the evolution of ourselves in all others. All others. Not the negativity. There's always going to be something less than positive in your life. Love them anyway. Then clip your heels together at the moment. <laughs> Story about a lady by the name of Mrs. Jones. She was 92 years old. Very petite, well poised. Who every morning by 8 o'clock she'd get up, she'd fix her hair, she'd put on her makeup all absolutely perfectly. And Mrs. Jones was legally blind, so living by herself was a little difficult. And so one day she decided after her husband of 70 years had passed away that she would move into an assisted living facility. And she did so. And after she got to the facility, packed Dr. Roth, and after hours of waiting patiently in the lobby of the nursing home, she smiled, she smiled when she was told that her room was ready. And as she maneuvered her walker to the elevator, the attendant, began providing her a visual description of this tiny room and including even the eyelet shapes that had been hung on the window. And Mrs. Jones said, I love it. I love it. Just a lot of enthusiasm there was. I love it. And the attendant said, well, you know, Mrs. Jones, you haven't seen the room yet. Just wait. And Mrs. Jones said, well, that doesn't have anything to do with it. Happiness is something you decide on at a time. Whether I like my room or not doesn't depend on how the furniture is arranged. It's how I arrange my mind. I already decided to love it. It's a decision I make every morning when I wake up. I have a choice. I can spend the day in bed recounting the difficulty I have with the various parts of my body that don't work as well as they used to, or I can get out of the get, get out of bed and be thankful for the ones that work great, 
each day is a gift. And as long as my eyes are open, I'll focus on the new day and decide to be happy. Again from Butterworth, who said, attitudes are the forerunners of condition. Every day we rise in the morning, we have a choice about the attitudes we allow ourselves to accept and project towards the people and experiences of our lives. Our attitudes serve as a scout, if you will, for our experiences, scouting out the people and the events which reflect the energy of the attitudes that we maintain within our consciousness. Wherever we are headed, when we get up in the morning, our attitudes about our destination are the first to arrive. Not in the physical sense, but in the spiritual and energetic sense. Our physical presence meets up with the energy of our attitude once we physically arrive at our destination. And what we find is the destination and the people always match the attitude that we decided to project to the world. So what is the attitude that we're projecting? Is it an attitude that wherever I go, I go. I go in alignment and as a reflection of the omnipotent energy of source, evolving, creating, manifesting, right for the action, always evolving good. Is that what we're doing? Or is it an attitude, well, you know, let me go deal with these bozos for a few hours. <laughs> Because the universe is going to say, wow, my God, you're powerful. That's a great affirmation. You want a bozo? Yeah, absolutely. There's plenty of bozos to be had. Politicians love them. <laughs> Mrs. Jones can teach us a great deal about the ability of our attitudes to shape our experience. And all that she said, she said, it doesn't matter how the furniture is arranged, it's how I arrange my mind. So we want to arrange our minds in such a manner that every day, every moment, we are effortlessly affirming and fulfilling our own spiritual authority and power. That we're erasing, eradicating, making void any doubt, any doubt that, it, that we are not capable of doing so. We want to make sure we're not arranging our minds in such a manner that there are obstacles always in our path. Emerson said, we lie and laugh of immense intelligence of immense intelligence in our organs of acceptivity. Let me repeat that, I think we're not right. We lie and laugh of immense intelligence and our organs of its activity. You know what Emerson's saying? Is that we're always surrounded by this infinite creative intelligence that God is. And you're always surrounded by it because you're immersed within it. You're an expression of it. And you have every day the ability to evoke that truth and never doubt yourself and say, as I move forward from, from point A to point B to begin living my journey, if there is a bump along the way in point, getting from point A to point B, it's not about anything that I've done incorrectly. It's not because I didn't ask God nicely. It's because there's something else I need to learn. There's a greater revelation. 
of the awareness of the power of God that I am that needs to be expressed and gone forward in order to move beyond this obstacle. This obstacle is not here because I am not able to speak my word of truth. This obstacle is here because there is now a calling for me to speak my word of truth. Huge difference in those, those two attitudes. Esther Hicks said, alignment means literally aligning to the energy of my source. And genius is only about focusing. The law of attraction <coughs> takes care of everything else. Physical humans often want to make alignment about finding some process and moving through the process that has been pre-described. But true enlightenment is moving to the rhythm. Moving to the rhythm. The language of the internal inspiration of the heart that is coming in response to the individual desire. The individual desire. What language are you speaking? What language are you speaking to source? It's not English. Source doesn't speak English. Source doesn't speak Spanish. It doesn't speak Czechoslovakian. Source speaks energy. Source speaks awareness. Source speaks faith and belief. And it's going to be able to hold a valuable exchange of dialogue with you as you strengthen your faith and belief in yourself. Now, I get it. Lots of times people will say, I just don't feel I have the past experience to say I'm an individual expression of source. I may have done one or two things in my youth. That some might consider consider less than alignment, less in alignment with the word of God. Good for you. <laughs> Only one or two. <laughs> universe doesn't speak the The universe doesn't speak the language of past. The universe doesn't speak the language of concern and worry. It speaks the level of energy. It speaks the level of visualization. It speaks the level of thought. And by level, I mean, yeah, well, you know, maybe someday we'll have, what do you call it, a tent revival, and we'll all list our sins from the past now. Yeah. Right? I'm going to need a few days for that. <laughs> and when it's all out in the open, okay, we're, we, we might feel better, but we're not going to feel better because the universe has bestowed anything upon us. We're going to feel better because we finally expressed it, released it, and are no, no longer holding it within. That's the, what the universe speaks. So we need you to get clear about the power that you are. We need you to get clear that you have the ability right here and right now to invoke the power of your word 
Bruce Harden said nothing submitted has ever been achieved except by those who dare believe that something inside was superior to circumstance. My job would be so much easier as minister if everyone, I know, I, I love the hips, balance that. And agreement. But it would be so much easier for me if we went from agreement to practice. That's why they a little easier on me. And again, moving into that awareness that there's always something inside you that's superior to any circumstance. And it doesn't really require you to even click your heels together. It just requires you to operate what you know. That you have the ability to hear now to change any and all things. To create any and all things. I want to end this morning the same way we began. And I started with an affirmative prayer for Dr. Holmes. And I'm going to close with an affirmative prayer for mine. I'm going to ask the sacred sound of someone to again take this position. And I will ask you again for Dan or Brian to give him a hand While everybody's getting ready, so just one more final time. Don't move from there. Just close your eyes for a moment. I know God is all there is, since God is all I am. I affirm my consciousness and my life are an open canvas of glorious possibilities, and know there is not God and me. There is only God as me, awaiting my next dynamic creative thought. I create my life as an expression of divine love, health, Therefore, my life overflows with endless demonstrations of unconditional love, radiant health, and divine abundance. I embrace my divinity and allow my spirit to embark on an innovative and inspiring journey of my being, the energy of God in thought and form. There is nothing which may keep me from expanding the divine within as I am always in complete harmony with the power of creation itself. I believe and know I am the unbound potential of divine mind coming forward to create, to expand, and exemplify all the promise life has to offer. In this perfect moment of clarity, I live in glorious health, wealth and success by recognizing the limitless potentiality of my expanding oneness with presence and by affirming my right of divine consciousness. My consciousness is at home in the knowing. I'm an individualization of omnipotent spirit in great gratitude and joy. I release these words into the positive great intelligence of the universe, knowing they are so. And so it is. So it is. So I planted a seed of fire for you this morning. 
played them back to the beginning. We nurtured them a little bit. And the reality is, this speech thought was a God-seated that was planted within you long before you arrived on this planet. And our only request of you now is to nourish it, to love it, and perhaps most importantly, to live it. If you need to click your heels together three times to lift this truth, well, get to click it. And so wins our lesson. Thank you again for selecting the Trinity Center for Spiritual Living podcast for your spiritual journey and for the expression of your generosity at trinitycenteratlanta.org forward slash donate.